Four Locos, the old kind, when it was full of poison. <laughs> Welcome to Pod Minutes to Cast Night. Uh, it's, it's a podcast where we listen to albums that ruin our lives, and we try to be nice about them. Uh, you're here with two members of the Two Minutes to Late Night Writers Room. Hi, it's me, America's sweetheart, Katie Rose Leon, an award-winning hangover specialist, here to tell you... <laughs> That if you watch anime while lying on the floor and eating a bacon, egg, and cheese halfway sliding it into your mouth from the floor, it will not help things. <laughs> Hot tip from me to you. Thank you, Katie. You're welcome. Uh, hey, what's up? This is Drew Kaufman, and uh, I'm not a great musician, but I gotta say, I wish everybody could have seen me air drum to Rush on the way over here in the car. 99% accurate. Nailed the triplet in Tom Sawyer. <laughs> Fucking... I was really good. Uh, Steering with my knee, you know. Would you say you are Neil Perfect? <laughs> Neil per- Perfect? I would say I'm the Shaquille O'Neal Pert, if that meant anything in the world. It's almost it a pun. Almost nothing. <laughs> uh, and I'm Jordan Olds, and those puns hurt my feelings. <laughs> um, today, uh, it's the day after Jeremy's wedding. Um, Mazel tov. Mazel tov. Somebody married him. Isn't that weird? <laughs> And she's great. She's great. We love Mo. Yeah. I don't know about Jeremy. Um, <laughs> but today we have uh, we have a special guest uh, filling in for Jeremy this week um, is James Munoz. Right? Is that how you say your last name? I'm sorry. That was pretty good for a white. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good for a white. My favorite Offspring Woo! song and yours, but really, um, the girlies always say I'm pretty good for a white. Uh, no, uh, yeah, James Isaiah Munoz, you got it, Munoz, 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 right? Yeah, M- Munoz, James. Yeah, you, you were afraid I didn't to know finish there was, it. Well, no, I said Munoz. Uh, the, I didn't. This was very quiet because you were afraid if it was. Well, wrong. I was like, I forgot if the. You know, it's one of those last. It's got. A, it's got like more than. Two consonants, so I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. I didn't know if there was... I, I was saying the N as if there was an umlaut. I was a whole thing. Um, but yeah, James... James Munoz. I'm fucking it up Moonshoes. now. This is... Uh, Jimmy Moonshoes. Munoz. Jimmy Munzo. <laughs> we're here, we're, we're here James with- Munzo from the band The the Bloodian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're here with Jimmy the Bled Canucci. <laughs> Good to see you. I just wanted to let you know the, the the project you had me work on down in Newark is uh, I took care of it. All right, everybody, please welcome Jim Monster from Blood. <laughs> All right, can we give him a real intro, please? Anybody? Yeah. Real intro, yeah. Um, James from the band The Bled. Here I am. Hi, welcome. Gang. How's everyone welcome doing to today? A little hung up. We're pretty raisiny over here because you know. Uh, our, our punk friend got married, so you yeah. know how it goes. Yeah, yeah. It meant that we were twerking to Fergie at two in the morning. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, I didn't know I was going to have to dance in a full-length gown to the fucking madness. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. You knew that was going to happen. <laughs> uh, James, thanks for coming on the pod, man. Thank yeah, you dude. for the invite. 
Um, I'm excited. Uh, I didn't know what I was going to get myself into because I know you guys like to mix it up from the, you know, truly awful to the, uh, uh, I mean, I guess downright unlistenable is the territory we got in this week. So yeah, it's a lot, but before we talk about this, um, before we like, just, you know, try to figure out what's going on here. Did anybody listen to anything they liked this week? James, I've been listening to the, uh, oh no, no, we lost James. We should. I hope um, he keeps recording. We're going to keep recording. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me try calling him back. <laughs> Don't stop recording. <laughs> Hold on to the tight snip only. <laughs> Hi. He's returned. James is back from Hotel Coral Essex. How was it? Was, it? <laughs> it was just as filthy as I remembered it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. James, did you listen to anything cool this week? Uh, I listened to the Carly Rae Jepsen album for this week and the last four weeks, and it's been amazing. It's made my life so much better, guys. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I want to uh, fall in love again and again every time I hear that song. <laughs> you know, that's, I heard a rumor that she's a uh, she's a virgin, and that's why all of her love songs are so pure. Can Scorpios be virgins? <laughs> That's an excellent point for someone to get gayer than me needs to answer. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly thought that was a Mortal Kombat reference. I didn't get that. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Scorpion was born fucking. <laughs> Sub Zero, 100% virgin, though. Yeah, that guy's yeah. Real, tight foreskin. Real ice queen. Real tight foreskin. <laughs> Katie, what did you listen to this week? Um, I listened to the new album by Joey LaBeja, who I'm pretty sure is from the legendary House of LaBeja, but like, don't quote me on that. It's mm-hmm. called Tears in My Hennessy. It's, uh, you know, not our audience as usual fair, but I think people who like really heavy electronic with like kind of a dark vibe to it would be really into it. It's like, it's somehow a dance album while also being completely spooky and fucked up. Love it. Yeah. The rules. Drew, what'd you listen to? Uh, as resident meathead, I listen to a lot of Sanction. Woo! Sanction's dope. They're a, they're a, a hardcore band uh, and they uh, are the most like 2004 shit you ever heard. Hell yeah. But they recorded their album last year and they're like 20 years old. Um <laughs> The kids are all right. Dude, They're loving that 2000s They shit. have their own knife. That's their merch. They have a sanctioned knife. <laughs> they have a sanctioned, sanctioned knife. I love that. I think that's pretty dope. Yeah. They're like, you know what's funny? Because they that's sound, cool. they have like the, all the like, you know, uh, um, they have the like August Burns Red drum fills and stuff. So like, you know, when you see uh, um, like a, like a, like a period piece that takes place in the 60s and it seems more like the 60s than an actual movie shot in the 60s because they're trying so hard. Right. That's what I feel like when I listen to that band. They're just like, man, oh man, do I hate President Bush. Here's a breakdown. (laughs) I love it. I can't wait to pick up all my quarters to that alone in my bedroom. Uh, Speaking of weird merch, uh, James, did your band ever have like weird merch? Like, did you ever have like the Bled brand blood or whatever? (laughs) Um... I think the the weirdest thing that we actually had were were glow in the dark fingerless gloves. <laughs> the band name on the knuckles. Sure. Well, that way you can see your cigarette that you're lighting in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. It makes it easier to grip the wheel of your mother's Jetta. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I oh man, did you guys ever um, 
Did you guys have booty shorts? That was a big thing for a while. Yeah. Um, I don't think we ever did do that. It, it, despite being on the war tour three times, <laughs> we never got those. Uh, yeah, got that merch item. But uh, there were some tank tops. There was some um, uh, a lot of beanies. One of the, the hats that with the beanie bill hats. I remember that was. Oh, like a beanie hat that had a bill on it. And then I would go up to him and be like, what's up, Skylar? What are you doing? <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> if, you shout, if you shout, hey, Seth, at someone wearing one of those hats, they'll turn around even if it isn't their name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember those. Uh, the only, the only, oh, the, actually, the only thing that was kind of like a once in a lifetime item was a eight foot cardboard cutout I made of myself. <laughs> I was the cardboard cutout was shirtless, and I was holding a Bob Barker mic, like you know, like really slim Bob Barker mics. That's and so awesome. I show in Salt Lake City, and for the first four or five songs, my band played while the cardboard cutout was in front of the stage, <laughs> hiding behind the stage, saying things like, "You guys are looking really stiff out there." <laughs> You're like. Did you ever have the talking school bus that would come to your school? Like a, it was like an animatronic school bus and it would teach you about like safety on the bus. But it was clearly like there was a guy hiding in the back behind a curtain talking into a microphone. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? No, you no. Me I don't crazy. know. That's no. horrifying. Hey, no, it wasn't. I learned a lot about bus safety and that's why I didn't jump off a bus until I was when, in 10th grade. When you went inside the bus, it's like, mm, you're inside of me no, now. No, no, no. It was like a little tiny like power wheel sized bus, but it had <laughs> blinking eyes for headlights and it would talk to you and it'd be like, it would know your name. It'd be like, hey, Drew, make sure you wear your seatbelt. And you'd be so fucking terrified that you'd never not wear your seatbelt to this day. <laughs> that's th- horrifying. Upstate yeah, New York, man. Really it's weird shit. Um, before we move on, uh, today is Danzig's birthday, ooh, and ooh. there's no, uh, it, you know, he he's just the uh, the surrogate father of this show. Yeah. So I feel like we gotta like this week. I actually was listening to a lot of Danzig. Do you guys have uh, like a favorite Danzig memory? Happy birthday, Danzig! I hope you got a lot of texts on your flip phone. Yeah. My favorite dancing memory is how he had that pile of bricks in front of his house for like two years yeah. because he wanted to piss off the HOA in his neighborhood. I think it's diff- like, you know, like why why I think we forgive uh, Danzig for being like, you know, a ridiculous person is I think the example of like the is the way that he's weird about stuff. Right. It's like it's like how jack white shit on cell phones and then how danzig shit on cell phones like jack white is like i don't have that addiction and you're like that's pretentious and i hate you for that you're just mad because it's 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 like elevating yourself but danzig is like yeah i don't want to get like tracked or give out my information and that makes a lot of sense because people put his address on the internet and then some assholes went and did a sketch in front of his house (laughs) actually wait can i change my danzig story yeah yeah i don't have to ask because i'm gonna edit this um i just remember (laughs) so like three years ago i was working with this marketing company and doing like video work and I got to do work for the Danzig Misfits reunion tour. Yeah. And so I was on a conference call with Danzig. This is a true story. Awesome. So I'm on a conference call with Danzig and the shows are sold out. And we're talking about like what we're going to do with the allotted budget for advertising. And Danzig is just like, I don't understand why we got to do ads. The show's sold out. 
And <laughs> my boss is like, well, you already paid for them. They come from the budget. So the best thing to do is to advertise they're sold out. That way, when you do more shows, which you will do, everyone knows that, they're going to be more excited and they'll buy them quicker and it'll ensure that they always sell out. And Danzig was just like, with all due respect, go fuck yourself and hangs up the phone, <laughs> hung up on the conference call for his own fucking life. <laughs> and I that's love that. that's the Danzig story that I'm editing in. <laughs> that is the um, that's the best. Uh James, are you fond of Danzig? Do you have? I'm a big fan of Danzig, uh, Misfits, all of the, the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, man, I have, man, I, I have a couple of random stories, but uh, do it. I, I know, I know, everybody knows the uh, Danzig getting knocked out video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Class happened in Arizona, my home state, and uh, by a guy who was in a Phoenix band. Uh, the the guy from the Northside Kings knocks out Danzig right in Arizona, <laughs> my home state, and uh, that's all over the place. And I, I remember uh, we got a tour offer to go do a like a Europe Danzig tour, but it was like one of those like you gotta get you gotta get your passports and all your shit, and we we just never got our never got it together. It, it, it was like it was happening in like two weeks and. We uh, missed out on that opportunity, but um, I think my favorite dance, one of my favorite dancing stories, is uh, a tour manager that we were on tour with. I think I think he was tour managing uh, Alexis on Fire or Anti Flag when we were doing like this weird Canadian tour up there. Uh, this guy had toured with Pantera, tour managed all these like metal bands, and he said Danzig would just call him up in the middle of the night and really pissed off, of course, and say things like. How am I supposed to get some food? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, God bless you, him. Did you ever find out what Danzig eats? Because I know he eats. <laughs> I don't know what, but he's got to eat something. It's all hoagies. Anytime, anywhere, hoagie. Vin sauces and peppers. <laughs> For breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day since 1978. <laughs> what do you mean we're touring Canada? When am I supposed to get prosciutto in Canada? Canadian prosciutto. But was the blood asked to tour with Danzig? Was that a thing that was going to happen? Yeah, it was like right around. It was right in, right after the album came out. So it was like, you know, we had we probably put the album out for, and like it was, you know, put the album out in the summertime and I think like a month had passed and we kept getting all these like random really really like heavy really bigger metal band offers but they were we were they were always like opening slots of course for like you know for 15 minutes and you know you, you play with you know in our, an arena and something no no real like merch areas for you you could like sell like one item and stuff and then probably like seven years later, we took that same opening slot on a Slipknot tour. <laughs> and we played uh, 15 minutes for while the, the lights on the arena were still on. Oh. All, the little, all the little kids wearing, you know, their triple X shirts were still running to the front <laughs> of the barricade. You know, by the time the arena was halfway full, we, you know, we played half our set and we were, we were done and in and out. <laughs> yeah. That's how that's showbiz, baby. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Woo! 
Hollywood. That would have been really. Was this? Would Danzig have been like after Found in the Flood? Is that when it was? Before it would be right after Pass the Flat. Really? Damn. That's like 2004, right? 2003, 2004? 2003, yeah. So Danzig still is like in, in shape to kill people. <laughs> like that's like that's like the last of the I'm afraid of Danzig years before the Danzig loves kitty litter years. Well, yeah, because he mentioned like he got knocked out by the North Side Kings guy. And that's when Danzig went from like, uh, this guy's going to be Wolverine in an X-Men movie to... This guy's got kitty litter all the time. Oh, he's a little cat boy. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like watching a god get killed. <laughs> How the gods get knocked out by the fucking Northside Kings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Fuck, that's awesome. Yeah. That's crazy. That would have been a really insane tour. That would have been really fun. I've uh, I've only seen your band one time, but I liked... I, 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 I loved... Uh, past the flask because uh, it came out when I was like 15 years old and it was awesome it was really uh, I had missed uh, just you know aggre- uh, bands that you know all of my friends would like that were actually like really aggressive so it was really refreshing to hear you guys but I only saw you one time and this is my favorite <laughs> live concert experience ever it's the hardest I've ever laughed in a concert venue um, <laughs> I don't know if you're gonna if this it, this is just the weirdest sequence of events I've ever seen it was uh, a show I'm from Denver Colorado it was at the Gothic Theater and it was uh, um, it was like you guys every time I die and from first to last um, and you're playing and, and you're, you guys are playing and in between each song, you keep talking about Taco Bell. <laughs> Every oh, single. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? For I'm a like, no, I don't know what you're talking about, but I, I like where this is going. This is one of those classic uh, idiotic James moments that embarrass the entire band. But yeah, keep going. No, this is my. I, I mean, maybe, but this is this has stuck with me my entire life. So. What's happening? What happens is, is you you got you're playing a song and like a kid gets really excited and jumps on stage and this is like a really he's a really like clearly socially awkward kid that just like went like oh shit oh no I got on stage and um you go and you put the mic in this kid's mouth and he just freezes in the song and just goes ah! <laughs> like just makes like a. Ah! Into the like a Pee Wee Herman noise, um, then you go and just like fall back into the audience and are just like screaming with the audience. And this kid starts to climb uh, to the second balcony. Uh, there's there's like uh, like up a speaker, and he's at, on the second level of the venue. You are just screaming in the audience. This kid is just up there, and without. You didn't even take a breath. You were just going like, bah, bah, bah. hey, look at that guy. <laughs> you pointed up to this kid who then proceeded to jump. No one caught him. He hit the floor. <laughs> he hit the fucking floor. And when he hit the floor, your mic went out. Oh, my God. And this is in, uh, it's uh, Every Time I Die from First to Last. I think it's the year is like 2008. So someone had just died. 
Um, someone famous had just died. Um, this kid hits the floor. Your mic goes out. You then go to grab your guitarist mic. You hold up the mic that had just went out, and you said, this microphone is deader than Heath Ledger. <laughs> the audience goes, boo. I screamed. I was screaming for 20 minutes. I thought it was the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Yours just, just Taco Bell, the kid. Ah! Climbs up. Hey, look at that guy. Bam. Ma- this microphone's deader than Heath Ledger. Funniest thing I've ever seen at a show in my entire life. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I could, uh, you know, add that to your memories, your fond memories. Yeah. What a repertoire. I got I got the shit kicked out of me to play the show. <laughs> and I do it again, too. I love you guys. All right. Yeah. Um, so I just needed I to... I would just do it again because that meant I was thin enough to get picked up and thrown into a wall. Ah! Now I'm too fat for that shit. Woo! This week we listened to the compilation album from 2009? Eight. 2008. Punk Ghost Crunk. The 375th entry of the Punk Goes category. Yes. Uh, they have such famous ones as... Punk goes acoustic, uh, punk goes polka, and punk goes punk, which was really meta. <laughs> um, all right. So first off, I uh, thought this by song choice and also band choice. Uh, none of these bands are punk. None of these songs are crunk. Nope. No. Yep. So nope. that's off the bat. That's w- what's going on. James, what did you think of this album? Um. Well, it was uh, kind of an emotional roller coaster for me. Uh, there was... <laughs> Uh, I was familiar with Crunk. You know, when you think of Crunk, you think of, uh, I don't know, Southern, uh, Hot Atlanta comes to mind, uh, things like that. Um, You know, uh, a lot of the Southern rappers, I mean, just just in a general uh, pedestrian, you know, way, you would probably think about Outkast. And I believe there is an Outkast song. I don't know, man. I... uh, I was really surprised by uh, the direction a lot of these guys took these uh, these crunk songs, these crunk classics into. Well, yeah. that's the thing. Oh, boy. Yeah, most of these songs are uncrunkable. I'm very surprised that they tried. I hate to cut an SCU promo on this show. Go for it. But this was the worst album I have ever listened to on this show. Yeah. Hands down. And it's more because... Of the musicalities, I think some of the bands are fine, but there's two things at play here. The concept, I hate to get preachy, but the concept in its base is just straight up racist. Yep. It's just yeah. straight up racist because they're not taking music made by people of color seriously. They're making it a joke. There's two N-bomb jokes in the first two fucking songs in this album. It's just not great. Yeah. No, it's very bad. I mean, the thing is that the reason why this album is so bad. First off, I want to mention that when this album came out, I loved it. Uh, I'm dumb. What? I you loved it? Okay. Let's say, let's go back in time to 2008. Oh, my God. All right. Well, hold on. Let's, yeah. Let's, did anybody hear this album when it first came out? No. I did not. No. I, I was familiar with a lot of, uh, some of the bands, and I had no idea that my tour mates even uh, wanted to go crunk, let alone went crunk on a recording <laughs> before. Who have you Who have you toured with from this album? I think there was. 
a manual? What, weren't they on there? Yes. Yeah. I had never heard. I, most of these bands I have never heard of. To say be anything, Jedi. we did a tour with them. Uh, I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> oh man, uh, the, the only tour that I ever faked an injury to get out of, actually. <laughs> really? Yeah, we had to play. We had like one last show in Portland, Maine, or some shit, and we had to drive all the way back to Arizona after it. From it was like from Philly to Portland, Maine. And then back to Arizona, and we we're like, let's just say that James lost his voice, and uh, yeah, that happened. Shit! Wow, it was that bad. It was rough, man. You would think the Say Anything fans would have embraced our uh, our heavy style. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Say Anything fans. Can I say what a Anything. what a horrible group of folks that is? Like, I love that band. Well, okay, I liked that band when I was a kid because I had friends that liked that band. Yeah. But you know, as a lady. Uh, it's not super great listening to music all about how you're like the worst piece of shit on the planet. <laughs> no, like but sometimes, sometimes the singer will call you on the phone and you'll touch yourself. Yeah, and that's then he'll the laugh at you. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. It's that's a fucking not terrible great. song. It's not a great time. I just... I, you know, I do know some of these bands. I didn't listen to it a lot, but I mean, I love a cover... I think covers are so fucking fun. And I did like the the silly fad in the 2000s of like hardcore bands doing covers of like pop music and stuff like that. I thought that was really fun. Every band on the face of the planet did a cover of Toxic by Britney Spears. Yes, I remember Uh, that. That was awesome. I thought that was so fun. What bothers me about this is, uh, first of all, there's only one song on here that is technically crunk. And uh, that just shows you how little anyone is considering like hip hop as a genre right. in this. It's a lot like when your mom thinks you're listening to death metal when you're actually just listening to like the bled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my mom knows the bled. Um, yeah. Yeah. My mom tore some shit up in the pit, dude. Oh, Susan. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Susan was picking up change and her car Susan keys. Coffin it was, was like, awesome. She was like, "That's your daylight bombings. It's got the best breakdown." <laughs> uh, Susan, Drew, I made you tilapia. Uh, Susan Kaufman <laughs> broke my nose with a windmill in 2004. <laughs> I stole, I stole my girlfriend's jeans, and then my mom stole them from me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, is your mom available to record an album called uh, "Moms Go Mosh"? Can we do that? Yes. <laughs> yeah, she'd be down for that. That well, would be so okay, wait, cool. I want to talk about how I did like this album because I think that's important. Yeah. I don't like it anymore. But it, it, before we get there, James, of course, you were in a band that played during this time. Were you approached ever to do any of these like Punkos, uh, Kledzimer albums? <laughs> I, w- <laughs> I want to say, yeah. I want to say it was probably just like floating around and anybody who wanted to do it could just reply yes to an email like i think it was just as easy as that like at the time because i remember there were there were so many of these fucking albums right like at least what once once a year it seems like they came out i i don't i don't think it was much like uh a direct approach like i don't think anyone was like we need you guys to come and you know ruin this uh (laughs) you know uh dr dre song or whatever it was more like um if you guys are free during this time, you can go into a studio and record something for this compilation album and it'll be on, you know, the punk goes, whatever album, you know, with, with very little, uh, 
interference from any outside source saying what you can or cannot do. So, damn, that's crazy. To that think is about. so crazy. Is that how the Tony Hawk out? I know that you guys did a bad brains cover for the Tony Hawk. That out. that was like the similar thing. It was like, uh, here's a batch of songs. Who wants to do what? You guys are all on Vagrant Records. We're going to try to make most of the bands that appear on this uh, on the soundtrack from from that uh, label. So. I think it was more like a a batch, like a deal, you know, like hey, uh, all you know, get, we got fifteen songs. Can fifteen of your bands do these covers? And that was really all it was. I remember we recorded that Bad Brain song in like three hours. Dude, in that cover whips ass, by the way. I, yeah, that's really good. We, we were we were listening to it before we started because uh, yeah, you brought it up. Yeah, Katie like, hadn't really heard it good. before. It's fucking awesome. I yeah, love that cover. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, it was cool because we we didn't have like any choices left really. But I, I think we all really liked the Bad Brains, you know, as as fans. So we were we were stoked that that was like one of the only songs that no one wanted to do or ah. no one had done. You know, yeah, had, yeah. Had all. so. Yeah, what crunk song would the blood have covered? Oh god damn, none none of them. <laughs> <laughs> good good answer. It would just it's just weird to do it in a metal style or like a you know, a totally different style, but then it's also even more weird to try to do it exactly like they did it. I remember at the time period, I remember there was um because yeah, the the Britney Spears toxic thing was happening. Everybody was covering like pop songs in like in a punk or aggressive style. I remember what led to this, it seemed, was I remember a million bands were covering Lollipop by Lil Wayne. Right. Yeah. 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 I remember oh, that kept happening, and then bands started using autotune. I believe Lollipop was, uh, wasn't that uh, 50 Cent? No. No, Lil Wayne. Candy, candy Shop is 50 oh, Cent. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Sorry. Lollipop yes. is Lil Wayne, and because Sorry, Lil I got Wayne, my candies confused. No, it's totally right. fine. I mix it all up. 50 Cent owns the store... Little Wayne is a vendor. Right. Yes, yeah. of yeah. course. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember just uh, after that, you, just all of these bands started you you like using intense auto tune on their voices yeah. as like uh, as as like an ironic thing, and then it became not an ironic yeah. thing, and they were like trying to really make it work. Like this is just uh, and then the joke got completely out of hand, and now we have Punkos Crunk. Yeah. Well, that's that's so. So 2008, you got to go back 11 years, right? And 11 years ago, uh, things were a little different because I think the overall the scene was really dumb. Like a lot of people were really Mm -hmm. dumb. So when this album came out, I was either 19 or 20. I just had my like hip hop year. You know, where I was like listening to a lot of Wu Tang Clan. I'm not proud of this. This is just a part yeah, of that that made me. But you have to remember, like, this album is kind of like that same time where people thought that if you had a mustache, it was an ironic mustache. You couldn't have a mustache because you look good. You had it because it's funny that you had a mustache. Right. You know, and that's kind of that sort of thing. Like, you know, you if you if you dressed a certain way, if you did a certain thing, it was done with with irony. And a lot of times it really was. And so I liked this album because I thought it was funny because it was the music I was listening to done in a, in what I thought was a funny way. And now as an adult and I, you know, there's there's a lot of things that I don't like. And I figured that the, 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 the central like currency of, of music that I don't enjoy is ironic music. Right. Like I think if you do a cover, you got to commit the fuck out of it. That's why I love the House of Suffering cover that you guys did because you guys fucking nailed it. You brought your own style, but you also... You know, you you paid homage to what it was. 
all of this stuff is done with a, hey, wouldn't it be funny if we did this? I think And that, I hate that. Yeah, and I think there's one or two tracks on here that really do genuinely a great job yeah. of doing it. But the ones that I hate the most are that, the one that's like, <laughs> it's funny because I'm like a skinny white guy and I'm kind of like doing a, a rap. Yeah. doing a rap right yeah. now. It's the just say- like, it makes me just nauseous. Yeah, yeah. The actual Say Anything cover, it's- I've never wanted to... F- Fight anybody over a song. <laughs> well, like, wait, wait. So Say Anything is number two. So we're definitely yeah. going to talk about it. But let's start off with Put Your Hood Up by Set Your Girls, also yeah. known as that band that made a career out of having best friends. <laughs> okay. Remember I remember that band, I remember that band not- because I remember because I liked, uh, I liked, like, uh, I was, I was like 16 and just discovering older hardcore. Right. Like, gray hoodie hardcore right, which is yeah. different than yeah. than like 2005 hardcore yeah, yeah. you're finding uh, your family i was finding my family you're getting your family I, I, I was like, chains out boys find yeah. your family yeah yeah i loved it i loved uh i was starting to love hardcore that was like look a skinny guy in a big t-shirt wearing yeah. glasses but he's tough and set your goals is like what if your family liked water slides yeah that's exactly <laughs> Yeah, all of my like pop punk friends were like, it's they're like a hardcore band. They're like pretty cool, and I just I didn't I couldn't get into it. Yeah, so this album starts off with uh, someone rapping with a Yoda voice so that they could instead of saying the N word, say Jedi. Yes, I lost my goddamn <laughs> mind. My roommate walked in because she thought they thought I had injured myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, no, no, no. And they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm not sure. <laughs> Maybe not. I James, what did you think of this song? The the Set Your Goals song? I thought it was, uh, god damn. I, I I think I was just kind of bombarded with with the, I guess initially just like the production of it all. You know, I was like, wow, they kind of, you know, they... I don't even what genre it's not it's not like metal they kind of metaled it up a little bit I yeah. think from what I remember but uh but also not really it, the same it felt like getting it, robbed by an honest trailer <laughs> you know what I mean it was like Star Wars reference it yeah, was yeah. just so much it was very MySpace it was like very yeah. glossy yeah. overproduced but also yeah there was a Yoda voice which made me insane. I I don't like that. And then yeah, and then at the end of the song, at some point, there's a like, where'd you find this voice? But it's like African American. Oh yeah, that was, oh that was so like, bad. Ooh. I'm not into this. And just yeah, like I think just uh, cultural myths aside, it's just the song. Uh, I agree, is all over the place. Like, what are they even doing? They yeah. didn't fully commit to doing a covering a song in a different genre and they didn't fully commit to making a hip hop song. They just couldn't decide between either. Yeah. But I can tell you from like the dumb 2008 boy perspective that I liked the gang vocals of put your hood up. Cause at the time I was wearing a hood. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But that should have been done. You know, uh, I agree with Katie. It should have been, you go all in. Give yeah. me a chug. Yeah, and absolutely. Give me stupid chugs. Yeah. Do whatever. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I, th- I think I could have maybe got behind it. But also, like, if you are covering a song 
and there's a word in that song you feel uncomfortable saying out loud, then just don't cover the don't song. Don't cover that song. Just don't do make a this album. fucking song. Like, <laughs> just, God damn it. Shit. All right, song two. <laughs> song two. I, I got think you can say that scene. about every track almost, right? Yeah. yeah. That's just, yeah. We, we will say that about... Every, much every song should not have been done, but let's move on. <laughs> Moving on to the song that shouldn't have been done. Okay. This so, is the most... This should not have happened. This upset me. Yeah. I was so angry. And I, I, uh, I mean, James has a, has, has a personal experience with Max Bemis. I knew of him a little bit because he used to come into my comic book shop in LA all the time. Yeah. And he would just show up in like a little striped shirt and his head and his neck and shoulders kind of all like do a Pokemon evolution into each other. Right, right. He looks and, like a thwomp from Super Mario 64. Yeah, he looks like one of the thumb henchmen from Spy Kids, <laughs> but really tiny. Yeah. Um, And uh, since I could visually picture that guy doing the song, I was like, I want to... F- I can't believe I want to fight somebody over a song, but yeah. I wanted to fight him. It's bad. And it upset me. Um, the thing, I wanted to fight. The thing about this that's really bad is... So right after this... Uh, song came out uh, say anything put out there I've been uh, learning a lot about uh, who I am as a person album which was a double album called in defense of the genre uh, which was a very very bad album uh, when it came out but uh, I forgot someone reminded me that there is a song on there where uh, where Max Bemis uh, insults black people by saying uh, my people the Jews were slaves first that is an actual lyric in his song. So that's the guy that covered Old Dirty Bastard. Katie um, is just boiled over. Yeah. I just I you know, I got a lot of thoughts and feels. I yeah. already have complicated James, what do you think about this? I think two thousand eight was a wild year, guys. <laughs> It was a wild year. That's to be fair. I you, I, I have an ongoing uh, life bit, a joke with myself, and you can ask Jeremy this, is that I died in 2007. Yeah. yeah. And I, I really feel about that in this album. Um, Katie is deader than Heath Ledger. I, I'm dead as shit. Um, I, uh, I feel like out of all these two, this is the most like doing a winky at the camera. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like some people actually really did go all in on this album, and even though like conceptually, I'm not down Misguided, with it. Yeah, I think there is some stuff that I, if I had zero context for, I could be like, oh yeah, it's like a good song. But like this one, I think is the the highest example of just being like phoning it in, being a dick, not respecting the genre not respecting the people making the music not respecting all i don't know it just yeah, really this was this just was fucking pissed yeah. me this off. was an event <laughs> like, i think it was it was because his his delivery of everything was like uh i think it was like he wanted to do he picked old dirty bastard because that's he's so infamous and like yeah. it would be cool wouldn't it be it funny be- if i sung this song like ryan reynolds yeah <laughs> Sing it exactly like Ryan yeah. Reynolds, like uh, doing social media ads. Yeah, it's 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 uh also re- you could tell he didn't give a shit. Like you can, there's ways to do a song 
you can't do this song and uh, like I don't think and ironically make it funny because um, that's not how it, this works. But his yeah his his delivery of everything was really awful. Mm-hmm. Him singing in the falsetto voice in the chorus was awful. Yeah, and just also I just ne- I he de- he delivered every line because he was like. I know the it's gonna be weird that I'm saying all this stuff. Yeah, and it just made it worse. Yeah, just do a different song, man. Yeah, just, just do, do a different song. Yeah, that I mean that's kind of the whole album. The whole <laughs> album is that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I honestly, there is a part of me that like, you know, after hearing like how James said that this probably was just like an email chain, you know, that went horribly awry. <laughs> I'm kind of sad that this album got made because I I think like at least a few people on this. Uh, on this album probably regret doing it for $400, you know? Like, they probably <laughs> needed the money at the time or maybe they had seen a few too many sick animation cartoons. Yeah, this is... I, I also I can fe- see how these albums probably were good promotional tools for bands that maybe weren't as well-known. That's true. Because, like, I think a lot of kids probably bought these albums. Like, because I remember buying, like, compilations all the time, like, in pre you know, internet kind of times. Like I had all those like Kung Fu record samplers sure. and crap like that, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah, victory is, had one too. And in, in defense of punk goes, uh, down the toilet, they never did another punk goes crunk. They did plenty of punk goes acoustic and punk goes eighties and punk goes whatever, but they never did another one of these albums. I think they might've learned a lesson, but I'm only hoping so. I think there was, uh, there's probably was some backlash. Like even, even though, you know, it obviously still got released. I think there was uh, a couple people that were probably pissed off about this, but I, I just think, like at the time, ten years ago, a lot, you know, it it kind of got lost. Yeah, I mean, it, this is ten years ago, so this we're doing like the uh, like this album is the equi- equivalent of just reading someone's old tweets. Yeah, but, <laughs> it's very true. Yeah, yeah. The difference is though is that like. Uh, I want. I was hoping that this album got lost, but I remember this very vividly. And in the comments, people were like, "I really love that Devil Wears Prada song because it's the only song me and my wife can agree to listen to." And I'm like, well, "You guys should get a fucking divorce. <laughs> That's terrible. You should have more in common than a bad song." I think. Um, you know what else? I just remember that everyone was doing. I remember that everyone covered Soldier Boy. Right, oh, yeah. once again, because like Soldier Boy, when he came out, was kind of an oddity, right? Because yeah. they're yeah. like, oh, it's funny because he sounds like he's asleep. Uh, and I think that's really what it was. Also, there was a dance involved. And I think there was a lot of irony based dancing and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, because yeah. you guys remember that Taking Back Sunny had Flavor Flav in their music video. Yes, I do like, remember this that. This is just like the height of like that kind of shit. And like some of it is just like harmless dumbassery. But I think, you know, and like it was a different time period. But like I can look back now and be like, eh, you know. Yeah, I think there's it's some not real- so great. I'm sorry. I. I think there's some real egregious stuff that we can talk on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's just keep going down the list. Yeah. So, does anybody have anything they want to say about "I Wish" by The Secret Handshake? I, I've never even heard that song. Oh uh, well, or, I have heard the song. So, this is a really good example of that. This album's misnamed because uh, "I Wish" by Skilo is like a '90s classic hip hop song. It's mm. not crunk by any form or measure, but it's a really goofy song. And I actually think that's a song that does warrant for covering. There's like it's just it's always been like kind of a silly song. And I think the way that they handle it just like made it into a straight up electronic dance song 
was a smart way of handling it. And, you know, it's not great, but it's not terrible. And this is like one of the songs that I'm just like, that's fine. That's like more of what they should have done. Yeah. 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 What did you think, James? It was kind of like, yeah, it was kind of like they just sampled. I I feel like they just sampled the chorus and just kept repeating it. Yeah. you know, yeah. like, I feel like it wasn't like some white guy trying to rap because he probably can't rap. So instead of forcing it or instead of doing like a goofball talk rap thing that the the the, the track before it did, they were just kind of like, hey, let's take the most the hook. Let's take the hook and just make it uh, like a yeah, like an electronic dance song. That's what I remember from that song. I don't even remember if they did any of the real verses of that song. But <laughs> yeah, they just did the most known part. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty forgettable song, which I think on this album is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> might have saved. If I them. forgot about you, great. Congratulations, you got yeah. a pardon. Yeah. Um. Congrats. Yeah. Next is Men in Black. Forever okay. the sickest kids. Coming to the pure volume stage at Bamboozle Fest. Forever the sickest kids. <laughs> I um. There was my no pure first... volume stage at Bamboozle. I was there, <laughs> and I saw him. Uh, <laughs> it's a good set. <laughs> I've never been to a bamboozle. I don't know. What's, I I just picture it's. I think it's like warp tour, but there's a circus tent. Yeah. Um, uh, more or less, accurate. actually. Cool. Was that a giant stadium? Is that, that was the one? a giant stadium. Yeah, giant stadium parking lot. That that's basically what it was. Warp tour in one day or or in a weekend. I guess it it turned it. Would it turn into a two day thing or no? It, it, it became a, a two day thing over time, but it was just in New Jersey. Yeah, the 2006 <laughs> one was was one day. And I remember that uh, Chiodos played two sets. They Ugh. played one under the name Fluff My Boner. And everybody was like, what the hell is Fluff My Boner? So no one went to see it. There was like four people. It was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> anyway, George. This time period just makes me so sad, you guys. I just, just what was happening. Either way, it's weird that they did Men in Black and not Forget Me Nots. It's just weird. Yeah, James, what did you think of Men in Black 2? I honestly laughed super hard as soon. Anytime I hear a guy singing that high, because that that chorus, yeah, that just kicks in right at the beginning. I was like, oh my god! And then I and then I had like flashbacks of touring with bands that would cover uh, Gangsta's Paradise, who I'm not going to name. <laughs> that's uh, you know that's the thing. That's um, all right. Can we can we skip and talk about Still Fly since we're talking about the high vocal? The most infamous song on this record, as I remember, because people had strong opinions about Devil Wears Prada yeah. doing Still Fly. That's the most... I. That's how I heard about this compilation. Mm-hmm. Really? Because like, I, I don't remember anything about this. I Please enlighten not. me. <laughs> I just... Um, I knew that Devil Wears Prada were... Uh, I... I just heard about them a lot because also the movie had come out and they were named. I couldn't figure out if they were named after the book or the movie. <laughs> um, so, uh, but I remember people, I remember having like uh, folks adjacent to my friend group that like liked them and they're like, why don't you like this band? And it was like, it's it's your sommelier yeah. reference. <laughs> like I just, because something has like, uh, like, like a, a scream in it, is, yeah. I does not does mean not that I'm mean gonna like. like it. I couldn't. Yeah. Right. I think this type of vocal. Um, I don't know where did this come from, James. Do you remember how uh, this like people singing like this happened? I, I mean, it was okay. It was probably what 2007, 2000, maybe. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's where this. That's when this album came out. But I remember just bands. 
started having just a guy who sang really like squeaky and high and i just don't know where that came from i want to say it came from like the actually earlier i'm going to say the seeds were planted in 2003 uh with the band seosin and anthony oh. green oh my god you're right that yeah they're that all kind of like they're all kind of like a spooky seosin cuz like all these bands that sing like that they all are also, you know, yeah. Ex- they put on like, they try to make themselves look like sugar skulls, you know. Yeah. 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 That uh, that a makes of, a lot uh, of sense. Under eye, eye. But then there was always like a crazy, like almost like death metal, like high pitched scream on the on these in these bands also, right? Yeah. There was there was always like three singers, right? Or yeah, they got everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Like the brutal guy, the really brutal Cookie Monster guy, the high pitched death metal guy, and then the Anthony guy, and then that was like every band for f- five years. Anthony Green, uh, yeah, I because everybody, um, Seosin was a weird anomaly because they only put out five songs, and everyone in that scene loved them, even to the point where I. Th- they they got a new guy. They recorded like three albums with him, like full albums. Yeah. And I remember like at a riot fest or something, they were like, Anthony Green is join is reuniting with Seosin. I was like, for the four songs? Yeah. What? They're like the arrested development of hardcore. Yeah. You know? They got the Netflix uh songs. I mean, right, it was only I, I could be getting this wrong. Did they? He only had like an EP with that band. He had an EP right? and then he left. Yeah, he so had, yeah it. he had the EP and then uh, he left. It was kind of like doing I guess Circus Survive immediately after that. Um, and then and I know and I remember I remember all this happening in that same like one year period because we did a tour with them and the guy who the guitar player for that band actually recorded Past the Flask oh, so shit. which uh, w- uh, in Circus Survive or Seosin Seosin oh okay cool yeah we we recorded that album in his parents actually in his parents garage and uh, <laughs> did he try Anthony, to get you to do four songs and you were like maybe we should do a few more I remember <laughs> I remember Anthony was asleep in the uh, the vocal booth because he just was some random dude from Philadelphia who was living in uh, uh, Newport Beach now and some you know gonna sing for this band, and then they put out that EP and then everyone went fucking batshit over it and yeah we did one little tour with them and that was it and then they you know I, I think they were like constantly recording a, like a major label album and that took forever and then by the time that even came out they had a different singer. Yeah, that was the weird. Yeah. This has got it. The Anthony Green Seosin thing is just a very small scale version of Danzig and the Misfits. Sure, because like Danzig, like uh, I I completely understand why like Danzig didn't do a, a Misfits reunion until like a couple of years ago when people were like, there are billions of dollars to be made because yeah. in his head. It doesn't mean anything. Right. Like in his head, he's like, that's my high school band. I played electric piano in it. Why do you want me to do this? Yeah. I get why. I get why Seosin got huge, though, because they were yeah. kind of the first of the like, they weren't super aggressive screaming. Like, I can't really remember any really high pitched stuff before that, except for maybe like Ink and Dagger. So, like, I, yeah. I think that was why a lot of people leaned towards that, especially because when that album came out, I think a lot of 
people that I know, they had their their voices hadn't dropped yet, and they're like, I can sing like that. <laughs> you know, that makes sense. Yeah, maybe I maybe I just had. I remember trying to like make myself like that style of vocal when I was uh, in high school. Yeah, I'm trying to get into it because all of my friends really liked it, and I was. I liked more metally stuff, but I was like, I, wa- I got to fit in. I got to like this thing. I think I also might have just been mad because my voice sounds like this. Yeah. You were born sounding like Optimus Prime, yeah, so you I, can't do anything I, about it. I, I I talk and it sounds like a sword fight. There's nothing <laughs> I can do. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just I heard this, that this voice on this um, on this album so much and i just i was so curious about it yeah um so think that's that's uh so that's really where it comes from it's the anthony green voice yes has been hardcore anthropology with jordan and james <laughs> um, 29 scene <laughs> 29 scene i'll yeah. write it um i don't want to do those anymore uh should we i feel like we could skip ahead does it, i want to talk about notorious thugs but does anybody have any songs before then they want to talk about yeah i um, think we got to talk about uh i want to love you by the main i thought they did a good job of just actually just writing a song in their genre of a cover i think it probably helps that, yeah. that that's a ballad yeah so. i have never heard of Maine. have you have you heard of Maine, james i think it was like one of those right after my time bands or and it was also it was also like a band that i would we probably would never be able to tour with but at the time uh i knew they were happening you know it was it 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 was uh i I guess probably they they probably were more popular on the like the later half of the of the 2000s but i also did like this cover because it yeah they kind of just took um the lyrics and it didn't feel cheesy. It kind of felt like, I don't know. It just, it reminded me of, of, um, yeah, the melody is completely different from it, the original song. It's the only one that I felt like, yeah, I agree with James that they actually, you like believe them singing the song as opposed to them. They're like, I'm doing a funny cut. Like, you know, I, it clearly is not the type of lyrics they would generally write, but it still felt like there was some sort of emotion behind the words. Totally. I still hated it. Hi, Drew. What do you think? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, this it was is, fine. This it is the fine. worst album you guys truly, ever made. Truly, me a lot of this stuff is a blur. And like, as I was listening to it, I wrote bits, and then like my uh, PTSD kicked in, and I started suppressing these memories. And my jokes are down uh, real low with most of 2008. Oh, um, the next one is is the Roots cover, right? Yeah, the Seed, which is the horniest song the Roots ever did, and <laughs> it's. It's a real horny song. It's about gardening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. The, it drove me nuts listening to this cover because they didn't do the guitar riff right. Yeah. The guitar oh, yeah. riff is wrong. That's what true. What the fuck? Also, for some reason, I didn't realize how horny the song was until uh, White Emo Guy sang it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, for whatever reason, because what's the guy's name? The real guy? Um cody chestnut mm. yeah yeah like he's such a good smooth singer that i was like this there's no way this guy's singing about you know impregnating some other woman you know and getting away with it because he you know he wants to keep his legacy on you know i just kind of it's something that i for some reason it stood out and was more upsetting in the in this cover version <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, you know i it think seemed it's more because, yeah 
I think it could be just like because the Roots guy is so confident about it. But when you're picturing just like somebody who works at GameStop singing it, you're like, <laughs> what are you? T- no, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's you know, what's funny is that like this this album is a logical progression of like hardcore because I this is still in that period where I don't listen to lyrics because every band before this that I liked, I couldn't understand a lyric to listen to in the first place. <laughs> so even though they're speaking full English, like it took 12 years for it to process as this song is about getting someone pregnant. <laughs> um, but uh, James is the guitar riff is is wrong. It's like they right? played. It's like they added the seventh or something at the wrong po- point. Yeah. Yeah. It it's like the guy put his pinky down earlier than instead of on the on the upstroke or something. It's so it's like ba- it's like backwards, yeah. Or like like they they looked up a bad tablature on on you know, <laughs> guitar caps and then ultimate like, guitar. They were like, we only have one day to get crunk. We need to record this right now. <laughs> uh, do you do you got yeah? You know what? It was one of those things because uh, you know uh, guitar players from from just like. Warp tour area. You don't. You don't really learn how to play any other type of music, right? Yeah. Um. So like a jazz, like playing like a jazzy song like that with like a minor, uh, like note in it. it yeah. They don't know what they're doing, so they're like, um. I guess that's it. It's like when yeah. someone is trying to play Kiss by Prince and they're just. Yeah, they're just barring the whole guitar. Yeah, it's pretty weird to play uh the roots on like an ESP. <laughs> <laughs> Umbrella, whatever standard standard cover. That's honestly like- favorite cover on the uh, on on the compilation because it it sounded like the original. They made all the pieces of punk stuff work for it. Like when yeah. they're doing the stops on the umbrella, a I'm like, sure. This I'm is, pretty this works sure the that they did that before this album. I think that All Time Low had recorded that cover because that was like a big thing was like, you know, your Rihanna's, your Kelly Clarkson's, like you cover like a female pop star. I think they had already recorded this and then they just sort of, you know. Mailed it in. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's like how in uh, in college I submitted uh, the film I made the previous year for my thesis. It's kind yeah. of like how in college uh, I used an essay I wrote in high school, but I forgot to change the date, so I failed the <laughs> class, and then ultimately had to drop out of art school because I lost my scholarship. Oh my god, Drew! I didn't know the details. <laughs> hey, must be the money. Um, oh, I can't say. What did that. you What did you think of this, James? Um. I don't know. Wasn't it just like very pop punky or was it like Yeah. Yeah, standard. It was I think it was nothing was offensive to me. Was there even any rapping? Did they do the Jay-Z part? No. I don't think that's in the original. I think it's in the remix which came out like a year later, so it could mm-hmm. be another single. Well, they kept it real, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> they kept it very real. I yeah. also have never heard of All Time Low. Did you Is that how you know? Oh yeah, they were like They were around. They're the they're one of the bigger bands of the not good bands. You know, like how there's a lot of bands that a lot of people like but aren't good in the hardcore scene? Like, um, uh, Panic at the Disco? Well, no, because Panic at the Disco isn't really hardcore. I'm thinking more like, you know, how everybody likes Gojira, but they suck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I c- they're fine. Yeah. So it's all time low. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Gojira, if you're listening. What do you think uh, about Gojira, uh, James? I don't know what that is. What is that? Gojira? They're like a they're like a very famous metal band right now. You kind of look like one of the brothers just because yeah. you have shaggy hair and a, and a beard. 
Gojira, Gojira is like, um, they're like the f- the um, the French all time low. <laughs> I can't think of another. This is not not no. helpful. Does anyone no. else? I don't not, know. I they don't sound think. like behemoth, but all their songs are about whales. <laughs> okay, so they're like heavy, heavy. Yeah, they're, they're not, like, like really yeah. heavy. Gojira okay. is very okay. heavy. All time low is kind of like uh, one of those bear tooth bands. You know, those, you ever listen to bear tooth? They're fine. No, they open for every band. They're fine. I don't know. I made fun of Beartooth. Someone's going to mail me a fucking bomb, but whatever. Okay. Um, next song. Next song. Uh, oh, it's okay. So, Scary Kids Scaring Th- Kids cover uh, Notorious Thugs by Bone Thugs and Harmony. Great song. Um, I had to look it up because I didn't think that there was. There was no black person in Scary Kids Scaring Kids. They got someone to do the song with them so they could drop N-bombs. And I'm not sure... If that's the right thing to do, or if that's tokenism, it's tokenism, Drew. Yeah. <laughs> what? Who? Who did do the rapping on it? I couldn't find out. I didn't. There's no. I mean, there's no. No one is like viciously editing the Wikipedia for this album. It's this is a this is a relic of a, a long forgotten period. What so you, they had a ghost rapper on this album, basically, just yeah. for just for all the uh, the hard R's or the, the the I guess hard A's. Hard A's, and the uh, there weren't there like isn't there like seven people in this band? Yeah, well, you had all the scary kids, and then the kids that were getting scared by the scary kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, I looked up. I tried to look up who did do the rapping on this, yeah. and all I found out was the singer of this band died. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Well, yeah, you want to hear a creepy connection? Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course, I want to hear that. Please. Should I turn the lights off again? Um, yeah, so, make it um, spooky. Seosin's, uh replacement singer became the lead singer of this band when that guy quit, and then my guitar player for the Bled tried to start a band with the dead guy. After he died. Oh, oh my god! I'll <laughs> be. <laughs> I'm just saying that'd be, that'd be so fucking cool. Fucking metal. That'd be fucking sick. <laughs> yeah, he heard he heard this song and said, oh, "I got to get that guy on an album." <laughs> oh wait, that guy. Seven <laughs> degrees to hardcore. <laughs> he heard that song and was like, "Oh, that guy's one guy said, and the other guy was just brought in to do this song." Yeah. So they could end bomb. Um, oh fuck! You know what's cool? Actually, I think I've talked about this once before, but. There's a Dillinger Escape Plan cover of Bring the Noise by um, Public Enemy, and they got Chuck D to do it, and that's fucking awesome. That's yeah, that's cool how you do it. Yeah. No one has ever done that before and will ever do that again, I think, other than maybe, like, walk this way. Uh, well, no, because that, they, they, uh, that was... Was that a song before Aerosmith jumped in? I'm no. pretty yeah. sure it's that was Aerosmith a collaboration. Song, no, it's, yeah. and, and then right, right. DMC did it right, 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 right. later. But, I mean, that... I just that's I think that's really cool and I don't think anything like that will ever happen again where someone comes in and covers their own song with a band that uh plays screamy screamy music. Do you think I guess like that just leads to the question do you think that there is an acceptable way for just uh a hardcore band that's full of white people to do a hip hop song just a cover of a hip hop song by by a hardcore band exists that doesn't like, I think make if, you want to 
hurt yourself. I may not like it, but I think if it's done with true sincerity and they pick a song where they don't have to change the words and stuff like that, then I think, you know, maybe there's something there. I think my problem with this album is there's so much just like it's dripping with like smirking. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. I oh, think, well, uh, like, remember, uh, who's the band that did uh, Baby Got Back? Uh, Throwdown. Throwdown did that, The yeah. Throwdown Baby Got Back. Like, what do you... <laughs> I haven't heard him forever, but I remember that was... That was the first, like, hardcore band in the 2000s doing sort of a hip-hop song yeah. that kind of blew up. Think, do you remember this, James? I remember it happening. I, it was that, that was... that was probably even before us... Maybe in, it was definitely early two thousands. Yeah, they were. Yeah, it was they like, were like it was like two thousand and one. They like yeah. the planes were flying in. <laughs> yeah, they were. They were like flying the plane in, and they were like, "Ooh, this is a really good cover. Maybe we shouldn't do this." Smash. Oh my god! At the last second, and then Fred Durst was flagging them in. Yeah. Um. Uh. You know what it is? I look. I don't think it's a hardcore thing specifically. I think it's it, it's a lot like karaoke. Like if you do a hip hop song at karaoke and you're white, it's really embarrassing. You shouldn't do it. If you if you say the n bombs, you're the fucking worst. You just you shouldn't do it. If you do it, you ignore it. You don't say Jedi. You don't do anything else. But in the reality, is you just shouldn't have done it. But I think as far as covers go, you know, if you do a cover sincerely. And it it you know it doesn't have that type of content in it that you're um, that you're skirting around, then you can do the cover well. Because like my favorite song on here, um, to skip ahead for a second, my favorite song on here is the um, is uh, nothing but a G thing, uh, the cover by the Escape Frame, um, because it's just a fun little poppy cover, and they committed to it, and they didn't change their style, and they sing it well, and it just so happens to be one of the singles from uh um from the Dr. Dre album and so it has uh it doesn't have any yeah, it's the cuss clean words version. in yeah. it, you know? It's a clean it's a clean song. So it's okay, you know, they didn't they didn't have to jump around any hurdles to make it work at, in their own style, I guess. Yeah, I mean I wish I remembered it. So it's, that's it's a fun one. I don't it, know. I like that one. I've listened to it twice since then. I I don't I didn't remember that that happened. James, do you remember this? The nothing but a G thing cover. Yeah. Um. I don't think so. I don't. Uh, it was, was a it? very twee one. It sounds like it's like an AV undercover cover. You know. Okay. I think I remembered mostly that the Hot Rod Circuit cover. Ooh. Ugh. Oof. Woof. That hurt my feelings. Yeah, I Just, like that band too. That hurt. I have never. I've never heard of that band. They sound. I. I think I. There was. There was so many of those types of like. If you had hot in the band name, I probably messed <laughs> you up. I was yeah. like, I don't know what's going on. That was one of those like vagrant record sampler bands that I had discovered via, like you know, Being liking the Get Up Kids or, or. My mom just texted me a picture of a horse, and it says, "Saw these bad boys today." <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> Hell yeah, Susan Hoffman, tear that shit up. Your mom's. Your mom is just like I fucking made friends with some horses. <laughs> My mom just sent me a picture of Madball and says, "Saw these bad boys today." <laughs> Susan Kaufman, chains out. Yeah, chains out, Susan. Susan. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> if you aren't now, then you never were, my mom. Um, <laughs> um, okay. Oh, God. So, okay, we only have a few songs left. They're all the same shit. Uh, I found out that the guy, so the guys that covered Hey Ya is this band called um, Lorraine Drive. No one ever heard of them. No one ever will. Nope. But the uh, singer of that band quit to do American Idol. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah, the singer of that band quit the band. Uh, and then he didn't succeed in American Idol. He, uh, uh, I don't know, he, he fucking exploded into a pile of bats. And then he joined another band that's really funny, and I have to look it up because I don't remember. Um, Fun fact about this Hey Ah uh, Punk cover. Um, the first thing Drew and I ever did together was we... Uh, <laughs> We we played in a Misfits cover band, yeah, um, in the Lower East Side, and um, uh, we were called Outcasts because famously there's a story about Outcast wanting to be called Misfits, and uh, their manager was like, "You can't do that. There's already a band called <laughs> Misfits," and they were like, "All right, what the fuck? We'll be Outcasts." So our cover band was called the Outcasts, and like the only thing was like I put on a little bow tie. And um, we would uh, we would just like kind of go into uh, like like little outcast blips here and there yeah. at the end of certain songs. But I remember one time I tried really hard to do a Danzig Misfits cover of Hey Ya. Oh, yeah. In, in our apartment together. Yeah, that didn't go well. But what did go well was we did we would go into um uh, which song did we oh go baby into? by Justin Bieber? Yeah, we were going to Justin Bieber doing some kind of hate, and that was fun. That was really funny. <laughs> oh, and it uh, worked. The guy who was in this band that left to do American Idol then got kicked off American Idol and joined Hollywood Undead. Woo! What is Hollywood Undead? It's bad. Bad. It's bad. It's a bad time for everyone. Oy vey. Oh boy! Yeah. Um. Anybody have anything to say about Hey Ya? Yeah, it's fine. It was okay, right? It's harmless. Yeah, it was hey, harmless. Hey, that's pretty innocuous. Uh, Tiger's Jaw did a really fun cover of Hey Ya on AV Undercover. Uh, I really like that. Everybody's covered Hey Ya. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, the bald guy on Scrubs covered Hey Ya. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Um, okay, so Tennessee. Woo! Oh, man. No. Hey, everybody. It's Newfound Glory. Four guys, four divorces. What up? Oh boy! Yeah, oh, there's four members. One of them hasn't been divorced, but Chad's been divorced twice. Moving on. Um, I hope whoever <laughs> uh, decided that they should do uh, that it was okay for them to do the first verse of this song uh, is the one who also got canceled. <laughs> the pedophile. For, yeah. Oh God. And uh, now I feel bad that we made fun of them because they, <laughs> they probably liked that guy for a little bit. Wait. Well, oh, someone in Newfound Glory is a pedophile. Someone yeah. in, they kicked him out of the band. They kicked oh, him out. someone in pop punks into underage people. Weird. Never yeah. heard of that before. <laughs> um, Shocking. Yeah. Wow. So much to say, especially because Arrested Development was one of those groups. There were, um, you know, they were all about the native tongues movement. You know, they're all about like the going back and stuff and like. It's just wrong on all fronts that yeah. they did this track. Yeah. Also, uh, to clarify, before when I made a devel- uh, uh, a reference to Arrested Development, I was talking about the uh, the show starring Jason Bateman and not this <laughs> band. Uh, so, right. 
Retroactively, if you didn't laugh at that joke, now you can laugh at it. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Great. Well done. Thank you so much, everyone. I couldn't have done it without you. Uh, man, Newfound Glory. I skipped through this song because after, uh, after he made reference. Uh, uh, yeah. Like no, no, no one finished heritage. the song. I just, I was like, are the, do they do anything where like uh, the song like kicks in with distorted guitars? No, cool, fine. I get, I get yeah. what this is. To be fair, when I said that I listened to this album in two thousand eight, I a hundred percent never finished it. There's no way you listen that I heard to the, the last, like the last half of this. You album. listen to set your goals. You listen to still fly, and then you sh- shut it off. Pretty much, yeah. You try. You gave the the Men in Black yeah. uh, song a, a whirl because you were hoping it would kick ass. Yeah, but Newfound Glory is like the uh, i don't know they're like the fucking joseph goebbels of this fucking cover bullshit <laughs> like they're just they're just all they do is joseph goebbels they just they just like exist to be like everything is fine nothing is wrong as they do terrible things i mean they have like they seriously have four cover albums because they they put out an album every year for the past 3 millennia and no one gives a shit but the only thing that they, that anyone ever cares about is when they do their ironic covers. I didn't know? even know they were doing that. They have three albums. They're all movie your, covers, right? Yeah, from your screen to your stereo. That's crazy. Yeah. Wait, mo- they cover like movies? Hit songs, movie songs from the movie. Yeah. Oh, for a minute I was like, it's just Newfound Glory like doing the Dark Knight. <laughs> like, like scene by scene. <laughs> you want to know how I got these scars? Oh my god! <laughs> Leave me alone! <laughs> oh my god! Pop uh, this is... song definitely had a uh, asshole at an open mic kind of vibe, acoustic guitar. Yeah. Just ruining a song. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine having that vibe for twenty-five years. <laughs> <laughs> I really hate Newfound Glory. <laughs> the album, like, the, I don't know. They're, they're... They also were kind of outliers on this album. What do you mean? I just don't. I don't put them in the same school as these other bands. They're like adjacent. They're on the same tour, but they're not playing the same stage. It's yeah. they, they're you know what they are. They're the chaperone. They're they're the counselors at the summer camp. Right that is recording right. this album. Yeah, and so it's kind of one of those things where it's like it's your responsibility to show these kids to teach these kids values. But they're also like. They're also the uh, they're they're like when you're when you go to camp and you're like you're 12 years old and you're getting yelled at by a 16 year old like they're not real adults. Right. Newfound Glory started making music when they were like in high school, so they're only like two years older than us, even though they look like they're a thousand years old. Yeah, yeah. It's re- everyone in the band looks like my Doc Martens. Arf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody well, in that band looks like if you put Green Day in a microwave. Um, pop punk man I don't know that's I like that's what I was kind of saying before is that music that uh, feels ironic I don't like listening to anymore and I really find it hard to listen to a lot of pop punk it doesn't age well um, although I do really want to see the forever the sickest kids reunion because I think it'd be funny to watch a bunch of 40 year olds say they're the sickest kids forever it's like when you see the get up kids and none of them can like stand up like out of bed. Yeah, like, when you see on the, their own. When you see the get up kids and they all look like celebrity chefs and not kids. <laughs> I, lo- I, do I like- love James so much. 
I love James. I love the get up kids. I love the get up kids. Yeah, but they all look like they they're gonna tell me how to fix my car instead of doing it. <laughs> um, God, I love but, James. I don't. Uh, James. What have we learned, guys? What <laughs> What have we learned? What did you What did you learn? What we've learned is that it's it's already hard enough to do a rap rock song that doesn't suck. It's extremely hard to do a, a cover of a of a of a hip hop song when you possess no rapping talents. I guess the only way to do it good is if you would make it. If you're a super heavy band, you have to make it super heavy. There's like almost no way to cross pollinate it and make it mm. awesome. Yeah, I mean, I you know on on two minutes. Uh... The the actual show we we always want to like find a way to um like uh to to do hip hop stuff on the show and do it tastefully and well like the only opportunity we've had at it is by being Contessa's Tuto's backing band and yeah. I think that ruled and I think it's just you have to it's all about finding like the right way to put the elements there like um the my the the best hip hop and metal collaboration is bringing the noise yeah. at, with anthrax and public enemy yeah it's the right way to do it because they're you know you're bringing the strengths from everything that the genre has to offer like it's just anthrax is just providing a rhythm that is a crazy speed metal chart yeah. that you can't get it's a creates an energy that you that that is you can't get somewhere else. I think that's actually the right way to do a hip hop cover is to not do a hip hop cover, but to reperform the song with the original artist. Yeah, of I course. think that because when you think about it, like it's like I I don't want to say cultural appropriation, but it but it is it is it is a little bit to see like a pop punk band like take someone else's totally art form and especially if they know that there are words in that that they cannot say to be like well. What if we made it cute? You know, that's that's bullshit. Right. So I think that like if you're gonna cover hip hop, welcome the artist in to do it. You know? And even if you you know, even if even if you uh like uh are a part of that, like like I I, I think if if you're a singer in that band, you find a part to do it. Like you 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 sing back up or you do something. But welcoming in the original artist is probably the only way to do it right. Yeah, but also yeah. at the same time, not everybody can can get the original artist for something, but that so, also so means, that means don't do it. That means don't do it. That means don't do it. There's other songs. Yeah, there are other, songs. other songs. Yeah. Hey, bud. Hey, bud. There's other songs for you. There's plenty of fish in the sea. Get out there. Get out there, man. You know what? Why would you pay for the cow when you get in the milk for free? Am I right? There's plenty of songs out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Put your lines out, bud. Yeah. Why don't you cover uh, "Take on Me"? No one's ever done that before. No one's ever done it. <laughs> no one's ever done it. It's a it's a great song. Someone hey, should cover it. Someone should someone should cover the best around. You remember that karate kid? Yeah. He's fighting. Oh boy. You know what I will say? People shit on ska, but I don't think I've ever heard a ska hip hop cover. And if I oh, do, I'm gonna beat up that entire gonna... improv troupe. What are you <laughs> do, what are you doing to us? We're gonna get so many <laughs> tweets about ska hip hop covers now. I'll just delete this. Okay. I'll delete myself from the podcast and my own life. Why don't we do songs and then plug Favorite songs? I feel yeah. like James, what was your favorite song, man? On this album, yeah, yeah, good lord. Well, I, I honestly probably that uh, the main cover. Honestly, I don't know what it, what, what it just seemed. It just reminded me of like 
something that it, it, as soon as it came on, I didn't want to skip it. The, right? Which which one was the main again? I'm sorry. It was uh, the I, I Want to Love You. you. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. That Akon song. <laughs> Akon. My God. Akon. A man who body slammed a teenager off a stage one time. Holy shit. Sick. And really? Who has like, he has like 12 wives. Damn. Really? He yeah. does really want to love you, I guess. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Were you... um? So you... Your band, uh, just real quick, as we're talking about like Main and, and stuff. So you had to probably play with a lot of bands like that on Warped Tour. Were you excited to be, uh, for, to just be like in the pop punk world? Uh, I don't know. It was. I think back then it it, it all kind of just blended together so much that yeah. Uh, at least on those Warp tours, you know, it didn't. We, no one really felt like the. It was kind of like an even ratio. There was heavy stuff happening and then pop punk stuff happening. But then you'd have like the old heads like, you know, whoever. No no effects and whatever no effects adjacent band would be headlining. But those guys were always so out of your radar because they were, you know, doing their own bullshit. And you never really saw any of those guys. And then I, I feel like two years in... Then it then it just started getting really weird. Then I feel like it mixed too much. That that's when it was like all these covers were happening and yeah, you know, like uh, I, I feel like all the genres were kind of getting just into one big mess of indecipherable bullshit. And then that was such a it was such a weird time for music. Uh, like right right at the end of that, like probably like two thousand seven, two thousand eight, and then going into like two thousand ten, two thousand eleven, a lot of the uh, like the the hot bands that were just using uh co- coincidentally using 808 drum uh drum drops and, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. like <laughs> just like taking this weird part of hip hop and then putting it into metal like time or or to heavy music when whatever and then when when you know like everyone had the hot, the clean vocalist and then a growler like it was a, a requisite to be a band that's when that's when things just got so weird to me it got so yeah i remember because i've you know it's a it is a for me it's a dark period because i i i always you know clearly because of the way we work our show we want genres to blend and go together but then you see examples like this you see like the 2008 and 9 era where you're like oh there's a dark side to this yeah. This can go so bad. But also, I think, you know, something we got to keep... I hated this album. I want to make that yeah, very I hate, clear. Yes. I thought it was heinous, but like... This might be worse than the Nightmare Before Christmas one. No, oh, my you, God. For me, they're... I, 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 don't make me talk. <laughs> I, 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 one thought at a time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what I was going to say, though, is that I want to try and give a grain of kindness to as much as I fucking hated this album because, like, listen, it was a time and a place... And it was probably fun for a bunch of these kids to record these albums, you know? Yeah. And I like you you gotta sometimes try stuff and it's not gonna work out. Like we all as comedians know that the hard way. Yeah. Yep. Um and so that that is the flip side of this wall. I do think this is dripping with irony and I hate it. In general, I I'm sure there's tons of times that bands and people creatives all the time try to put themselves out there and try something new by covering something, you know, to try and challenge themselves. And it's utter dog shit. But, it, you know, they tried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well said, Katie. This is also a relic of like, 
that last time period where you could play a show and not every single person filmed it on their phone. So if you if they've done these covers live, if it was like something to kind of rile up the audience, that might have actually been okay. It's the fact that this unfortunately was recorded and so now we have like this Hammurabi's code like <laughs> carved into the stone of fucking awful no. terrible miserable Hammurabi's code isn't that eye for an eye what oh i'm thinking of the uh the rosetta stone my bad okay <laughs> yeah again uh not a smart person remember only a few things from high school cool yeah all right <laughs> and we... most of those things that i remember are sick breakdowns James, thank James. you so much for being here. Yeah, yeah James, thank, thank you, guys. you so much. You guys we love awesome. having you. For for those who don't know, in the audience, James is uh has like uh, a brand new cool band, and he's also a stand up comedian. Do you want to talk a little bit about your your stand up? Um, it's kind of like if punk went crunk, but um, <laughs> the exact opposite of that. Yeah, I read that on Split Sider. They said that about you. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I've just I've been doing it for I don't fucking even know anymore. Like it, it's since I guess probably since the last Bled show, I you know I, so probably 2011 I started taking it more seriously. I'd always I'd always done goofball open mics and I would o- open for my friends metal bands and you know piss off the audience by ordering a large pizza during the middle of the set and telling <laughs> a bunch of jokes about <laughs> yeah yeah talk, t- telling a bunch of jokes about George W. Bush and uh, you know getting a lot of walkouts. Um, shit like that, but I, but I started taking it more seriously. Um, yeah, right after the band broke up, and then um, I don't know. I just started doing my own shit in Richmond. Uh, played a couple festivals, you know. Got got made a lot of friends do, just through that scene, and um, just just kind of by, by randomly traveling and you know making friends. I made a lot of friends at uh, like comedy fests, and then just going to cities and meeting all the open mic people on the, like the East coast and stuff. And then I don't know, it's just been kind of building from that, but I don't know. I, since then I, I've always loved comedy and being funny and, you know, being on stage was so natural, but um, I don't know. I've just been doing it for, I don't know, a, a good amount of time have been hosting shows and doing like a DIY thing in Richmond because the only real options here are to go do the funny bone and be like a club guy. And you know, yeah. Yeah. That's not where I belong. I can't bring a you know, eight foot uh, cardboard cut out of myself and uh, tell jokes about you know screamo to <laughs> soccer moms. <laughs> oh man! But uh, or can I? Maybe that's where I'm going wrong. I think about, if you uh, can't, you, you gotta you gotta figure out how to make it work, or else you're. Uh, I don't know. Maybe if you if you don't make it work, what was it all for? Well, I mean, that's what we did. We couldn't find. Uh, like an outlet for the way we wanted to do like comedy about music and bullshit and we just that's how we built the show that's how you got to do it yeah i mean actually no i i don't want to be a sycophant but uh i knew that you did stand up and that made me do stand up and so in a weird way you're here because you got me here which is really cool (laughs) wow holy shit man yeah dude (laughs) um thanks for uh Thanks for being Plugs. a funny guy. Yeah, also, plug your shit. Plugs. Plug your shit. Tell us about your band. The, band, the new band's in? called x Uh So it's a bunch of guys uh, taking a hardcore straight-edge band's name, pretty much, and uh, <laughs> playing. Uh, ba- uh, some a, a youngster told me that it sounds like 
the Menzigers had a child with off with their heads. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. That's also like uh, feasibly possible because the Menzingers are very old. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm excited. We're going to record in July. Uh, hopefully, we'll have oh, some yeah. shit up. Um, you know, by the end of the summer, and we're playing some shows in Richmond for for the time being. Who knows? But. I don't know. It's exciting awesome, to man. be playing music again. There's a, there's a, l- a lot less pressure. You know, it's not like this is my career. You know, it's, I'm just kind of we're taking it at our own pace. There's really, no, you know, nothing else going on to affect us and uh, steer the record in some way and shit. It's just kind of, uh, you know, we have a lot of control over it and it's fun again. And we're, I'm actually having fun being playing music again. And it's been like almost ten years, so Hell I'm yeah. stoked on it. That's, That's awesome. awesome, man. Yeah, dude. We'll definitely we'll definitely share that when you where uh, yeah yeah. And where can people find you on the Twitter and the Instagram? There's a there's an X out Instagram. It's X E D uh, out, and then there's a, a Facebook also. If you can uh, like us on Facebook, and then find out when we're putting out music and stuff like that. Uh, but that's I think that's uh, the best way for now. Uh, you could follow me on all social media. My shit's just my name, James Isaiah Munoz. <laughs> yeah, um, love it. But yeah, thank you guys so much. Thank you. Yeah, dude, thanks for being yeah. here. Was, yeah, follow James at, at Jerry Margaret. Uh, <laughs> thank you for giving us some legitimacy on this podcast. Yeah, man. Oh, <laughs> come thanks on. Thanks for doing this, dude. Uh, God bless y'all, boys and girl. Adios. <laughs> thanks, man. Thank nice you. Nice to meet you guys. Nice to meet you, you guys fucking rule. <laughs> Have fun at the library. Bye. <laughs> Stay safe. And there goes James running away. You can find me at Twitter at Katie Rose or Instagram at Oh Hello Katie Rose. Hey guys, do you like niche entertainment? I know you do. Uh, I will be a judge on this year's Air Guitar competition at this Wednesday, the 26th at our home, St. Vitus. Mm. You like guitars? Maybe you like drag. Air guitar seems like drag for straight people, and I'm here for it. I'll be judging with our friends uh, Rob Pasbani from Metal Injection and some guy called Sean the Butcher. Mm. <laughs> Sean He's the Butcher. A, a great wrestler or a great butcher. And it, either way, yes. I yeah. served 10 years with Sean the Butcher at Rikers. Let me tell you, solid dude will kill anybody. <laughs> So please come out to that. I think it'll be super fun. We're going to get crunk. Punk goes crunk. Uh, And also check out my other podcast about anime. I'm sorry. Balling out super. 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 (laughs) Uh, Hey, what's up? This is Drew Kaufman. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at diet underscore hellboy. You can also follow my photography account, Drew Kaufman Photography, and posting stuff that isn't Japan lately. Uh, but don't worry, there's plenty of Japanese photos to come. Also, uh, I used to write a column on Metal Injection called 2019, and then I stopped writing it because it gave me existential dread. Maybe I'll explain why I stopped doing it one day, but until then, uh, I did write something about the Bled. You should check it out. They're one of my favorite bands. Having James here was really, really cool. Uh, and I'm Jordan Olds. Uh, follow my dog on Instagram, at Great Hambino. That, otherwise, leave me alone. Uh, <laughs> no, you can't do that. Um, <laughs> you can do it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just do it. All right. Uh, uh, please donate to our Patreon, honorableswords.com. 
we're gonna we we have a sketch coming out uh later this week or no wait is the sketch coming out tomorrow i have no idea the sketch is coming out there's gonna be a sketch <laughs> wait, look, all right sketch a Claus is coming this week month okay uh donate to our patreon at on Donate to our Patreon at Honorable Swords. Arnold Swords. <laughs> Donate to Honorable Swords. Arnold Swords. Help the swords. They're do very it. sick. Help these sick swords. Also, just donate to help our show. We're going to be putting out a sketch this week. Uh, we are just also going to be putting out some other videos. We're going to be at Psycho Vegas this year. It's Woo! very cool. Um, we're we're going to be the last thing that happens there. So please like come check it out. You won't have to miss... Uh, like. Um, opath or anybody it'll be really cool and um then we're gonna be at fest this year in october we're gonna be kicking things off at fest it'll be really fun it's gonna be uh, summer camp themed uh and it. please yeah please come hang out with us uh also follow my dog on instagram at great hambino otherwise leave me alone goodbye bemis bye bemis <laughs>